everybody, and welcome to Carnivore Personnel Sideshow. It's Jacques. And this is Biff. And today we're breaking down our favorite guitarists and singers and trying to find out which we, we, we haven't yet come up with a better term for Mount Rushmore. And, and I hate that. It's like, I hate that. The I, Beatles I that. of the rock, the Beatles of rock. Yeah. Well, they're the Beatles of singers uh, and guitarists. So, um, so Biff, do you want to do guitars or singers first? I don't really have a preference. So yeah, go ahead and pick one. Uh, let's go with uh, singers. All right. And now, sounds good. So, what are your criteria for your uh, list? I, I think it's it's I it's I think my overall criteria is somewhat similar. Where uh, I do want uh, I so there's an emphasis on the stuff that I listen to. So singers is is one of those deals where I'm going to be not main naming some amazing singers like say let's say like like Aretha Franklin. If you told me you know I cannot argue the case of Aretha Franklin being better than anybody on my list, but Aretha Franklin is not the music that I listen to. So, and these are, these are kind of a combination of the, either the stuff that I listen to or the bands that influence the stuff that I listen to. So there's a little bit of a qualification there. So, and there's a heavy rock lean to it, right? So it's really about a rock Lane. So, you know what? If you told me that, you know, Whitney Houston is a better singer than the people that I name, I cannot debate you on that. So that's kind of the premise of, of mine stuff. But, you know, I'm doing it in, within a certain context. So how about you? Same. It, I'm going with and, and it's just like when we had this debate and it's funny because I talked to a, a buddy of mine whose favorite band is Rush. He's seen them live like 30 times. And I was telling him, it's like, yeah, when I did my list, I'm not saying Tom McGinnis from Buffalo Tom or Larry Moen Jr. from U2 is better than Neil Peart. I just listen to those bands more and those bands influence my style of playing more. Does it mean that I, I don't listen to YYC and think, oh, yeah. fuck, you know, he's but, not. I'm, but but my, my list was based on who inspired me to play and my style playing and was singing. You know, now this is fair and unfair. Part of my process when i think of lead singers generally lead singers generally not always but most of the time your lead singers of the band are also your lead lyricist and lyrics to me except for rush right <laughs> well except for rush except for the who you know i mean pete townsend wrote all the who songs yeah. you know music and lyrics yeah no there's exceptions oh and then obviously anything that ozzy osborne's been involved with because that dude has a vocabulary of a sixth grader so, so truly most of this, a lot of the singers that I have on here, um, it's because how I feel about their music, how their music makes me feel, what I go back to and listen to over and over. And I'm, I'm on the same page. It's like, yeah, any of these people on Broadway uh, for, from, from the musicals like Wicked that I love. Yeah. Asina Mandel is a much better singer. <laughs> Anybody? Tara, Tara, look at her go with her fresh cup of Joe. You know, sorry, but, but, sorry, sorry. But that said, let's uh, let, let, let let's dive in. I mean, you you give me give me somebody on your list. You want me to go straight to my well, list? You know, already... first of all, I, I, do you think we'll have any crossover? I think that I have a chance of maybe one crossover at most. That would be. I think that there's one guy that has a chance but i kind of doubt it i'm thinking one maybe two but let's okay. see so you go first who you got 
Okay, so my four people are Freddie Mercury, Robert Plant. Uh, the next two are the kind of where the, it kind of gets kind of fuzzy, but the next two are Ann Wilson and Dio. So those are my four. Okay, you came out of the gate strong. Um, can you see my list? Oh, no, my, my, oh, let's see if I can get my list. I get all kind. Of, no, that's garbage. Just read it out. Number one, Freddie Mercury. Okay. That's <laughs> I, the one that I thought we might cross on. I, I well, you know, I also, I, I toggle back and forth for my fourth place of whether it's like Prince uh -huh. or David Bowie, because I, sure. I thought maybe you yeah, might yeah. have Prince on there. Um, but I, I got Freddie Mercury, Black Francis. Or Frank Black, depending on how he wants to say his name that day, uh, Bono, and 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 Dan Cray, and and I know that's selfish, <laughs> and, and and it's either Dan Cray or Prince. Prince, much better singer, but I I just love Dan's lyrics. But you know, uh, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Freddie I, think, I think that so I think that, that that might be another you know category that we consider in terms of a, a songwriter, right? So yeah, you maybe you know what I'll, I'll take him off of this, and I will go Freddie Mercury. Uh, Frank Black, Bono, and I'm going to go Prince. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I can't argue with a, at least half of it, right? But Black, I don't know who Frank Black and Black Francis is. So I'm uh, singer to... the Pixies. Oh, okay. Of course the, the, the Pixies are involved. And, and, Holy and, shit, what a shock. And you know the thing what? about him, the thing about him and the argument I make for him, and even if you don't like it, his style of of singing is and I did. I spent a lot of time this week, like going down my iTunes library and just trying to think if there's anybody his singing style compares to. And there's really not. There's no other band that I listen to that I love that that. And I, I've heard other people copy their music. You know, I, I, I you know, like, OK, go. You can hear their influences and other bands that I like. You can hear so many bands I like. You can hear Pixie influences and the drumming and the bass and the, the song structure, but his singing style is so unique and so different. That's why I have him on my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, I, you know, advance him to the final four. It, it's, it's between him and him, him and Bono for that, but Freddie Mercury. <laughs> well, well, Freddie, I mean, we I think both, Freddie, okay. So we, we you know, Freddie we Mercury. Both, so we're, he's in, right. Cause we both have him, right. Yeah. We so, both so had we a number one on our yeah. list, whether so we don't have to debate that. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it's weird. So like, it's uh, what I'm kind of finding weird is, is that I had spent like a, a extended period of time thinking that Freddie Mercury, Mercury was underappreciated in this country. And I, I have this strange um, uh, bias that is influenced by the fact that I buy Japanese music magazines, but, and obviously, you know, Queen is Queen and they're great, but I think the Japanese like Queen in a way that is almost unnatural. Like they, they really, really, really like Queen. Like the, where they're, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they were considered to be, that if they were considered to be above lot of the so you know i think queen is in this country is in that second tier but there's that first tier that involves like the bands like the doors and the led zeppelin and the who and the rolling stones and the beatles i mean those are like kind of like the upper level guys and queen is in that second level but i think that in japan queen is actually in that first level i wouldn't be surprised if queen was more popular than say the rolling stones in japan and in my world you know, and and Queen, 
I I don't know anybody who doesn't have them above the bands that you mentioned. And generally speaking, I think over the last 20 years, I think they've become more appreciated in the last 20 years. And I, I think the movie helped a lot of cases, but I also think 20 years removed uh, or 40 years removed from, you know, things like uh, Live Aid and, and seeing how big, you know, Queen was. Right. And this it's just their catalog. And then I don't know if over the last upteen years, um, uh, their catalog has become more commercialized. They let more things go to commercialization. And so people are hearing okay. it more. Well, I, then I we, we, in a good yeah, way. We, yeah. So we have these little periods. So I think in a strange way, like Wayne's World doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Yes. Kind of elevated them like briefly. Right. And then you have these other things that somewhat elevated them. And, and I think that I'm not unique in that there, I, I, it's similar to Metallica where, People left Metallica when they released the Black Album. Uh, a lot of people left Queen when they released the Game Album, when they did you know, Another One Bites the Dust, where they became less of the pure rock band and became a more of a you know, crossover band. And then you know, the next one had that, you know, I Want to Break Free, which was, I don't think that was a song that people were ready for, right? So uh, I think they had that issue. So certainly they, they're rain their kind of progress didn't they had this this period of huge success and then they had this period of you know people accusing them of a combination of selling out or not being the band that they were whatever the case may be right so they had that but but it's funny because of all things to say i want to break free which is a top at least a top 10 top five song or top 10 for sure maybe top five song for queen for me and now i see it in commercials that like that's the one when i was thinking right, right. oh i've heard of that in commercials a lot lately <laughs> yeah and then the funny thing is it's like there i don't care if it's you know the world cup if it's the stanley cup if it's the little league baseball world series what song gets sung I mean, at the yeah, obviously at, right at, i mean and they do right. they have some of these rock anthems and you know, I, 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 I got to go back many years ago. Um, I, 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 you know, you know, Biff's son is just one of my favorite people. He's always been just this great kid. And I will never not be appreciative to your son for turning me on to epic, uh, epic rap battles of history. <laughs> and my favorite one is Frank Sinatra versus Freddie Mercury. And, yeah. and there's so many points that the Freddie Mercury character makes in there about, you know, it's true. It's true that how many rock anthems i i mean yeah you know guns and roses have a couple like you know metallica all these great bands have stuff that gets played at baseball games and hockey games and ufc fights but queen dude queen has just so many rock anthems that are just epic and, and just you know I, I do i think maybe 20 years ago you know queen you know, the Stones are still out there touring. And, and yeah. I know Queen is too, but, you know, Queen with the guy from American Idol versus Adam Lambert. Yeah. Adam, Adam Lambert versus, I mean, there will not be another Freddie Mercury. It, uh, well, so right. that, that's its own thing, right? But I mean, that, that opening of News of the World with, you know, we will rock you and we are the champions. Like those two are like, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, you have like, you know, whatever, seven minutes of, you know, arena sport music, you know, right there you know in that one shot right at the beginning of that album but yeah I, 
it, it, it is, you know, it is one of those things where, I, you know, I may overappreciate Freddie Mercury that's based on my heritage or whatever the case may be. But, I, you know, it's just there's just something about, you know, his singing that is just, you know, unlike any other. So Under Pressure is my all time favorite song. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm sorry, yeah, my all time favorite non Dan Gray song. <laughs> no, and, and I there was an episode of Conan's podcast a year ago with him and Lin-Manuel Miranda going note by note breaking that song down and just listening to how much that song meant to conan and how much it meant <laughs> to them it's like that that is that's just a song so yeah so freddie mercury so who was the second one on your list my second person on the list was robert plant see that's another one i i toggled and and i'll be honest i'll be really honest led zeppelin has always been one of my bands just just a band since you know since junior high that i loved i mean they were in junior high they were a little behind like you know the police and rush and 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 then they were just this band i gotta be honest over the last i'm gonna say decade i love them a little less as the history of their thievery has become more yeah yeah yeah. And and look, everybody steals from everybody. We wouldn't have the Beatles if the Beatles didn't steal from X, Y, and C. And we wouldn't have this band if it didn't steal from that band. But it's a difference between somebody influencing your sound, right? Making a well, killing on covering let's, somebody. Let's just say, let's just say, you know what? They have not lost court cases, right? So Beatles have not lost a court case over plagiarism. Uh, Led Zeppelin has. Right. And, so. and, and, and just to, you know, just to steal from people who, it, you know, it's funny, like when Fat Boy Slim had that um, praise you song and and it, I, you know, it was it was hysterical because that woman was an old gospel singer. The album came 40 years ago, never did anything. And she made more money off that. And if if Led Zeppelin had ever gone back and been like, dude, this riff is great. You know, you and I talked about it a little while ago. Um, Dave Grohl was on a show. I forget whose show he was on, but he was basically like flat yeah, out right. saying, this is whose drumming riffs I yeah, he's used. still from the Gap Band, I want to say, right? It was. Yeah. That, that was what the Gap right. Band was one. He, he yeah. mentioned two drummers and he goes, yeah. yeah, and I saw one of these guys at a party and I went up. I'm like, dude, I use so much of your licks. And then he's like, yeah, we know. And it's like, <laughs> but, but he owns it. Look, like I said, I mean, I. I love drum. When I learned to drum, there was like a couple bands and a couple songs specifically. I just put on the headphones till I could figure it out. Larry Moen did, did this tiny, tiny half beat thing on I Will Follow that took me forever to figure out. It's simple, but it took me a while. I mean, and it's like, yeah, I've incorporated that beat and that lick yeah. and stuff. But but for them, so Robert Plant, it's hard to argue because Fuck man, yeah. he so, was yeah, rock. Yeah. He was rock. So, so the funny thing about it is, is that I'm not a huge, you know, Led Zeppelin fan. I love a lot of their music. There are some, I there are some songs that I absolutely adore, but I never grew up being a, a Robert Plant fan. Like, like of of this list, you know, Robert Plant is the only guy that I put out that is where I'm not this huge fan of the band, right? But it's hard for me to essentially believe that other bands that i absolutely adore would have existed without robert plant doing what he did right so i think that it's it's strictly for the vocal aspect that i put him in so yeah no i i I get that uh so so i know you're not a huge you know you two guy but i have bono in there and for a couple reasons a i mean he's just 
dude, we're, we're, we're well past, we're well past 40 years of being awesome. And I, I like his politics. I like this, but I like his lyrics, but also I just think he's amazing singers. And there are some songs that I listen to, you know, the other day I was, I was, you know, working out and I did, I put on the unforgettable fire album and, um, you know, I put on rhythm, uh, uh, what was it? What was it? October, October, which yeah, is an unappreciated yeah. album. Yeah. And, and you know, he doesn't have the greatest range and he doesn't have, you know, some other like tools in yep. the box that some other people, but I just always, I mean, for 40 years, I've loved this guy. Yeah. And, 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 and my, my top 10 list, my top five right, list right. Sure. has, has changed. I don't think you two's ever come out of my top 10 list. Yeah, I, I guess the one thing I will say about Bono is, is that within the framework of that group of music, I thought that Bono is an important guy, but I think that guys like, and this is, uh, this is going to be freaking weird coming out of my pie hole because I have really no business talking about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, right? I think some guys like, you know, um, like, like David Gahan is like more important in terms of what the Smith did in forming that alternative, you know, genre. I mean, I think you uh, two is the bigger band, but I almost think like the Smiths are like the, you know, the so-called velvet underground of that genre, you know, and then to some degree, maybe even Robert Smith of the cure. Right. I mean, that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, he's a guy who, like, once again, not a guy who is in my, you know, wheelhouse as far as vocalists go, but I I completely freaking get, you know, what that guy did. And I completely freaking get, like, you see his, you know, footprints all over the other bands that came after him, right? So, um, so Bono's not a bad pick, but I personally think Gahan and Smith are, like, the, the bigger singers, you know, when I look at that genre in general, that's kind of my, yeah. And that time capsule and that age, you know, the thing is like Bono's music changed and they grew and it's like, that's why, you know, know, look, when I said I put on headphones and learned to play the boys don't cry is probably the song I learned. I played the most in like 1988, 90, when I first started playing over and over and over and over and disintegration, and pictures of you, that song and that album is why my buddy Dan and I literally met over me playing that album in a friend's room. I lived off campus, but I was visiting him at the dorm. I was playing that CD and Dan staggered in to see who was playing that album because it had come out that summer and he loved it. And lo and behold, we decided to start a band. So that said, yeah, I mean, those guys are so important. But like I said, the body of work, the 40 years uh, of what he's done and, and continues to do. Uh, that's why he's on, he's on my list. Who else, who was your next guy? You had, you had Dio. Oh, you, you're, you're, I'm not hearing you again. Oh uh, yeah. I have Ann Wilson and I had Dio. A- Ann Wilson. Okay. Ann Wilson's an interesting pick. Yeah. And I think the, you know, so there is a lot of things that are um, criticism of her. That is very, very, um, I cannot refute. Like one of them is there. This is a clearly uh, heart was clearly an act that was influenced by Led Zeppelin because hey, guess what? They're really the best Led Zeppelin cover band I've ever seen. Um, I mean, and only because Ann Wilson could hit those Robert Plant high notes with no problems. But there was a lot of what they did that was clearly uh, influenced by um, 
uh, Led Zeppelin. But I think the uh, I kind of struggled with this position between Ann Wilson and to some degree Joni Mitchell. But you know, you know, uh, but I I think the 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 big thing here is is that I looked at this position more along the um, lines of um, uh, who kind of shaped um, the direction of music. So there was Janis Joplin was another one that I thought about in this space. And then there was also, uh, to some degree, Stevie Nicks that I thought about in this space. But I, I think that Ann, I kind of chose Ann Wilson only because that she kind of pushed it, pushed the music in a direction where she was doing stuff that people weren't expecting women to do, right? So, uh, and the Runaways to some degree did some of that, but in a way, this is a, you know, a woman that fronted a hard rock band. And now that thing is relatively commonplace. And I think that made her kind of you know, important. And then I, then I picked Dio after that because, you know, because it's Dio and I am who I am. So, you know, that, that one is really a fanboy choice. Even though he is an important guy in the metal genre, he is highly influential. But hey, you know what? I picked him because I love the guy. Okay, so who's our four? I, obviously, so Freddie I think, Mercury. So we got, we got Freddie Mercury, right? So who are you going to give a pass to? I give a pass to uh, Frank Black. Frank Black or Black Black, of Francis. course, because the stupid Pixies is going to be on the fucking Mount Rushmore. Um, so my heart really says that Adio is probably the guy I want to put on my as my past, but I'm going to put in Ann Wilson here. Oh, interesting, I, interesting. Only large, largely because I just feel like um, she's the person that deserves that position. I mean, I as much as I love Dio, I there's no way that I can argue that ann wilson is less influential than dio overall within the you know the oh, rock music you know i i I, I didn't put i didn't i didn't mention my fourth guy my fourth guy is prince yes i, I have that on the list okay so, yeah. we, so, so who do you want who do you want to nominate oh gosh i'll tell you what let, i'll make it, it easier tough. for you i am going to fucking veto bono okay i'm going to use my right. vote okay. okay so we're not going to talk about bono so you tell me why Prince should be above either Robert Plant. Well, I'm not going to even argue for Dio because Dio was my emotional pick. So Robert Plant versus Dio. You tell me why Dio, uh, Robert Plant over Dio or Dio over Robert Plant. So. I, I, I would take Robert Plant. I mean, or, you know, I like I said, I mean, and and and, and when I describe my oldest son's hair, which yeah. you know very well. <laughs> right, dude, right, right. He's, he's Robert Plant 1975. Like, like that's okay. his the hair. It's He's either... Robert Plant, 75, or, or, or David Lee Roth, like 84. So like okay. somewhere in there. Uh, but, but, dude, Prince is just... I, I think that Prince is one of those guys, though. Like, uh, he, But his so range he, is so crazy. Yeah. I, I have, you know, so maybe we should talk about... Uh, I have a category that I've considered called musical genius. And I you know, and freaking, you know, spoiler alert, Prince is in that my Mount Rushmore of musical genius. So maybe we need to have a musical yeah, genius. Catalog yeah, a, a musical genius one would, would, would be great. Yeah, because, so, yeah. you know, no, 100%. So, gosh, that, that will be a fun one. Yeah, musical yeah. genius next. I, I, I yeah. second the motion. So yeah. so we got Freddie Mercury, Frank Black, Frank Black, 
Uh, and Wilson. And Wilson. God, and, Plant. And, uh, the only the reason one. I don't love the Robert Plant, uh, the only reason is just because, but I don't blame him for the thievery. It's funny because I, I honestly believe, and I love Jimmy Page. I love Jimmy Page. We've talked about it. Uh, but I don't think Robert Plant was as guilty as as Jimmy Page. But, you know, he was driving the getaway car, so he might have not held yeah, up yeah. the bank. But 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 yeah, both great picks. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that list. Uh, guitarist. I'm going to go first. All right. Let's hear your list. I, uh, I'm going to you're going to probably have to tell me how to spell some of these people. Uh, Jay Maskis. Holy fuck. OK. Uh, uh, Hendrix. OK. Um, Joey Santiago. Oh my fucking god! Fucking Pixies again! <laughs> and and it's either coming down to, and you're gonna hate this. It's either coming down to oh, either. Don't, don't tell me the edge. Don't say the edge. The don't edge. Say the edge. Don't say the edge. <laughs> the edge. Don't say the edge. Or Prince. Um, but I, I would like to point out my honorable mentions. And and okay. it, it's rare to have two guitarists from the same band both considered and my top ten favorite guitarists of all time. And strangely, I think you're going to back me up because um, I can't pick one over the other. I can't pick between David St. Hubbins and Nigel Tufnell. <laughs> I, I mean, what, I, what, no, no, no. Nigel is clearly the one you pick. N- on. Nigel. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, so 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 it, it, my my list my list either has the edge or Prince. But who I'll, is it gonna be? I'll take out the edge just so you don't yell at me. <laughs> but but honestly, because Holy of his, fuck. I mean, no, I know he's not the shredder, and he and he relies so it much on pedals. It has nothing to do with the technical. fact that he's not the shredder. That, I you love know, his like, sound. Yeah. I just, but the fact that you know a U two sound when you hear it. Very few people within the first couple notes, you're like. Oh, this has got to be a new U2 song. But anyways, I took him off. But Jay Maskis, Hendrix, Joey Santiago, and uh, and, and Prince. Who, who do you got? Who's your list? Okay, so one of them is going to be the easy one, which is Jimi Hendrix. I mean, to me, everything in, in the rock world starts with Jimi Hendrix. You know, all the, all you people who want to make the head uh, the... You know, the Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton, you no know, argument. You could just freaking go to hell. Yeah. You know, it really starts with Jimi Hendrix. So um, I kind of saw in, in these, th- uh, I, my list, the first three was the easiest. The fourth is the one that is I was tossing in. The second one is Eddie Van Halen because, oh. like, you know, at that time, it's like essentially there was this Hendrix era and he did this thing where he was the man. I mean, there, you know, there were other guys, but he really was the man. And then Eddie Van Halen came along and then he became the man. And then the third guy that came around about five years later is Yngwie Malmsteen. And so those are my three guys who are kind of like these, you know, the foundational guitar wanker guys. Right. Um, So, and so Hendrix is the one that's hard to argue. And Hey, guess what? On both of our lists. So we don't have to argue about it. The fourth guy is the one that I struggled with. And I actually had my uh, discussions with Scotty Black in terms of, uh, you know, who should be there, who I wanted there. The guy that I w- actually wanted there is a guy named Michael Schenker, but he really doesn't deserve to be. It's just a guy that I just happen to really, really, really love, right? And so, there's other, you know, this is where the traditionalists will see the Claptons and the Page and the Becks and all kind of worthy in their own rights. But I want to throw in a guy named Gary Moore that people have not heard of. So that's that. But I think I do want to mention, you know, the, those, the, 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 the three, and then 
I think within that genre, I think Carlos Santana is grossly underappreciated. So I think that guy deserves a mention. And then I think there's two guitarists in the hard rock arena that is really a foundational guy that uh, guys that are, I think are, are worth mentioning. One of them I talked about last week, which is Tony Iommi of uh, Black Sabbath. And, uh, you know, that guy, it's one of those, he's one of those guys that created this foundational basis of an entire genre. So he's, he's really a really, you know, not the best guitarist, really not uh, thanks to a factory accident. He's missing tips of his fingers that where he plays with his wacky prosthetics yet, He's kind of the guy that established a certain sound in the metal genre. And then the second guy is Angus Young, who, yeah. you know, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Angus Young, but it's hard for me to really question the amount of influence he's had in this genre. But obviously there's a bunch of other guys. Stevie Ray Vaughan is another one. You know, there's a bunch of other guys that are important guitarists. So that, you know, I'm not going to ramble on and on because I'll just talk for the next 45 minutes. You know, so who's your who's your automatic pass into the list so this yeah this is the one where i obviously emotionally i want to give the autom- automatic pass to gary moore but the automatic pass that i'm going to give to is ingve malstein because i think that he is an important enough guy and even though he is less important than um jim uh than eddie van halen i actually personally am more um uh influenced by his music than eddie van halen so i'm gonna leave eddie van halen kind of you know kind of twisting in the wind and i'm gonna just go ahead and put in uh ingve malstein so and i'm gonna presume that hendrix is on the list so go ahead and give me your guy that you're gonna put in i, I i'm not gonna do it to you and put the pixie guy in but i am gonna <laughs> you you know you freaking can't i don't give a shit no I'm, just, I'm putting in jay maskis because jay mask okay. there's a tree you know, like they talk about the coaching tree in the NFL, right, like right, the, right. he has a tree of disciples under him who have gone on to do yeah. other great things. And he's still thought of of as this guitarist, guitarist, you know, and, and the alt rock rock world and stuff like that. Um, there, There isn't a band that I don't love that doesn't point to that guy and say, yeah, Dinosaur Jr. was a huge influence yeah. in, in, in Jay Mascus. And, you know, he's also produced so many bands I love and he's played on so many other bands I love's album. He sits in almost like a studio guy. So, so my free pass would be to him. I also, you know, would not, I would not, like, I love Prince. I mean, he's, yeah. he's underrated as a guitarist. Like, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's grossly underrated yeah. as a musician. Because he's he's one of those things. He's so fucking good at every aspect of it. Um, but but I wouldn't put up a fight if the fourth if the fourth guy on the list was Eddie Van Halen. Because yeah, I think that's that's kind of a right call, right? I, I would say this about about Prince is that Prince, there is nothing that Prince did that wasn't great, right? I mean, that's kind of where it kind of starts, but. The thing about Prince is, is that, um, you know, obviously he didn't, he doesn't have the influence that Eddie Van Halen does, you know, over the course of his, you know, career, right? I mean, he's not, you know, Prince was just a freaking musical genius that created these, um, this unbelievable, you know, catalog of music, but it's not like he did something that was, you know, was Hendrix, right? Like like Hendrix changed the direction of, you know, electric, of electric guitar, right? You know, so... 
I know it's it's funny. My my two favorite print stories, and if I can remember when I yeah. post this, I'll go on YouTube and find it. Um, the 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 Saturday Night Live. I think it was the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary concert show. It was a private well, show. It was a it was an after party. Yeah, an after party. Yeah. It was an after party, and it's a list of who's who. It's an A list of yeah, who. Yeah, I've seen. Who. So you've watched that video then, right? Right. It's, it's right. a freaking amazing video with the entire cast. Dancing in the background, right? You know? Well, what's what's amazing is like there was all these A-list musicians here. I mean, the A-list of actors, yeah. the A-list of musicians. I mean, we're talking everybody like Usher and, and Beyonce. Everybody is there. And it's towards the end of the night and everybody's going up and jamming and taking their turns jamming. And finally, somebody like says, you know, I, I think it was. Oh, I, no, it's not Jimmy Kimmel. What am I thinking? The NBC guy, uh, The Tonight Show. Who else? Are you thinking about Fallon? Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, yeah. you know, says to Prince, you know, are you going to play a shot? He went up and he plays, you know, it's like the first note, like dearly beloved. And he says the rush of these A-list people to whip out their phones like like that. He's never seen A-listers whip out their phones yeah. and they all video. And then somebody like I, it was somebody if it wasn't Beyonce, it was somebody Beyonce's level. Like Mariah Carey was yeah. going to go on next. Nope. Yep. Like nobody, yep. like nope. nobody, not even a Mariah Carey, not a Beyonce, not an Usher, not a rocker, not a rapper. Nobody saw him do Let's Go Crazy and said, yeah, we're getting up on that <laughs> stage after, that. after him. It's like, check, please. But yeah, Eddie Van Halen, because you're right. I mean, I'm not a, 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 a. You know, Van Hagar guy, I will admit yeah. that they had moments and I and you can't argue their commercial success. But, dude, those those first what five albums that Van Halen did fucking it. There's, there's well, not I, I a song say, on it yeah. that isn't great. Yeah, well, I, I will say that I liked um, um, three of them, al uh, four of them albums a lot. Two of them albums a really lot. And then I thought two of them, their albums was kind of. Yeah, but but it, it, what it what it comes down to is is that you know Eddie Van Halen used to it's funny he used to complain all the time that you know all these guys sounds just like me right but I mean it, in in a way it was kind of sour grace but then in a way he was also correct in that there was just so much stolen from Eddie Van Halen definitely in the hard rock in the eighties right and it's not just within you know the rock the hard rock genre just everywhere else. So there was a certain level of influence that Eddie Van Halen had that was, you know, it was, he was, I think he was the first guy to have that influence since, you know, Ingve, I mean, did since uh, Jimi Hendrix, right? Jimi Hendrix was the guy that said suddenly, like, it changed the way people looked at electric guitar, you know, and then Eddie was the second guy that did that. No, so, so, so that, so our list is complete. Yeah. So let's, let's just, you know, you know, maybe there will be a different sideshow. Maybe we we'll take a break on this. But, dude, I love the idea of of like keyboards. And I mean it like, you know, so I, I, I here's what I think we should but do. Musical should genius do. is so we, is. we yeah, we should do keyboards. And I think we should think of maybe what that other is, you know, kind of the instrumentation. So maybe like all backing other band? instruments, right? Like like, right? like all, all, all instruments or backing yeah. band or right, right, right. But musical genius, dude, that so, that's well, we should we should go musical genius and then maybe composer, maybe, right? So because there's a guy, there are guys who are musical geniuses and there are guys who are 
great composers, right? And I, those are kind of, a lot of them cross over, but those are two different things. And I want to think maybe that's a good one to put in, you know, in the, in the same coupling. So. No, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Well, we were talking about that. Um, you know, for the few people who actually listen, I love your opinions. Or, like, you know, follow, follow Biff on Twitter, you know, uh, Biff plays hockey or, you know, you can, you can hit me at, you know, carnival, um, Puck, I think it's Carnival Podcast. podcast I think yeah. that's what the Twitter handle is. It's in the, it's in the link. It's in the link. But yeah, no, dude, this is fun. And and uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy with the list. As a guitarist, as somebody who's played guitar, who's the guitarist that you've tried to emulate the most? Oh well, so me, it started off with a guy named Richie Blackmore, who is a guitarist for Deep Purple. So. Um, this this is this is a conversation that Scott doesn't need to hear because I've had with him eight gazillion times. But my guitar roots lie in European hard rock, so it's really two guys named um, Richie Blackmore, who is the Deep Purple Rainbow guy, and then uh, Michael Schenker, who is a UFO Michael Schenker group guitarist. And the thing about it is, is that um, there's an entire family tree of music that has spawned from those two uh either from you know people who they play with and so on so deep purple is a huge one where deep purple spawned um rainbow which was like my favorite band growing up but also white snake <laughs> and you know there's a few other you know other side bands um but the funny thing about white snake is is that for most of america white snake is a hair metal band and for me white snake is a blues rock band that had a hair metal, you know, phase. So it's really, if you think about it, Hard is a good example of that, right? Where you listen to the earlier Hard, the band that did Barracuda and, you know, and Crazy On You. And, you know, that band was very different from the 80s Hard that had huge commercial success with songs like These Dreams and, you know, Alone, right? But, you know, yeah, it's the same band, but that's, that's the, you know, the kind of the step they took, you know, you know, and that's what white snake was for me so, so, so yeah you know you guys kind of went the heart route you know you know so. you know another fun thing i'm just thinking because you're mentioning it's like oh in the 80s you were this and the you know and then there was that you no know, it's funny how some of the bands that i really like that, that i think you really like it's amazing when you have a band that came out of the british invasion mm-hmm. like 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 the kinks kinks are one of my favorite bands that you know what they were doing in the mid sixties and continuing on to the late eighties and how right. different, you know, and it's like the longevity and the different, it's funny because it is the cheap chick or seventies or an eighties band. Oh, that's a seventies band. I mean, See, it really was right. You, you, you and I agree on that. However, I forget what movie they had a huge song on like management. What? Man, yeah, they had a couple. I forget what movie management what? loves a song, and I don't know if it was Saint Elmo's Fire or what other. It was some huge '80s movie that there's a Cheap Trick song, and like that album. That she, yeah, know. thank you, thank you. Is it so that she, song really? Yeah. So she associates like Cheap Trick with an '80s band. I'm like, wait, what? No, you know, it's the same thing. It's so funny well, that, how so many of these yeah, bands are like yeah, that. I mean, that's that's what the other uh, that, that's a non Tom Peters. That's after Tom Peterson left the band. So it's a different slightly different band you know not that the you know, bass players may be that important but whatever i mean but it is weird. it is interesting uh biff yeah. this was fantastic i hope everybody enjoyed it and uh i'll talk to you next weekend i'll talk to you next time